Welcome to the Pens and Stuff podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And, uh, well, you may have noticed that we didn't upload last week. Yes. And we were too distraught. Well, we wanted, too depressed. To, we wanted to wait until after game seven because it could go, you know, yes. either really, really well or yes. the way that and it did. And if it had gone well for the Penguins, we would have done one. Oh, you know it. You, we would have gone because we had we would have had a pregame preview uh, round two. Yeah, against the Canes. Yep. But alas, as it is, that did not happen. That did not happen. It went into overtime. It was a really great series. The pe- it was the it was uh, the Penguins series to lose. It was the Penguins series to lose, and they did it exactly. They they lost. I have lots of thoughts on fashion. that. Whenever we're ready to start talking about it, but um, you, why not? Let's just. Spill shall the, shall we guts. jump into it? Spill the guts. Spill everything out on the table. Open, open heart surgery on the Penguins' loss in seven games to the Rangers after being up three to games to one. After being up two games to one. After being up game one to nothing. All right. So let let me just let me just um, first of all, New York Ranger fans. Are the worst. I, I, I look, guys. I love you. I love people. I love you, New York Ranger fans. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult. But um, you guys are the worst. I, I don't know. You, you're a lot. Uh, well, I'm not gonna get political, but you're a lot like certain people who will tell you how you should feel about something, and yet when the shoe's on the other foot, mm-hmm. it it's it doesn't completely apply. different. It doesn't. May, it's may, completely may, different. May I say something? I had a, I had an experience with this. Okay. Yes, please. So I'm on Twitter. I'm sorry. I need to not be on Twitter as much as I am, but I am. Because <laughs> at work I sit around a lot. You know, there's sure. You know, and it's just what it is. And so I, I scroll through Twitter, and there, I, I follow a lot of people. You know, uh, like Jeff Kirby. You know, read Jeff. Yo, Josh Yo. You know. Yes. Yes. You the know. Penguins writers. The you Penguins know. writers. Yeah. Penguins writers. You know, just put that out there. You know. And they tweeted it was like that was a horrible series, a horrible game. Or not a series. It was a, it was a fun series to watch. It was a horrible game by the Penguins. Like not no, it was a good game by the Penguins. Horrible outcome for the Penguins. Whatever. And then this Ranger fan, obvious Ranger fan, like profile everything. Like the name is like New York Rangers number one fan or something like that. Anyway. Probably like Mika Zibanejad number one or something. Probably yeah. And he was just like he had like you know he put a gif and he was like need a tissue or something like that. I was like, hold up. When we went up three games to one, they were bawling. All over themselves. All over the, themselves. Like, refs want the Penguins to win. The, 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 this is uh, atrocious. Like, okay, one, the ref is not playing goaltender. Maybe Igor should learn how to stop a beach ball. <laughs> Two, the, 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 the bad calls all over the series. Like, not even talking about that. Both ways, all yeah. over the NHL. Yeah. All over everything. The refs are absolutely garbage right now. Something needs to be done about that. Yes, but that's, that's a whole nother podcast. podcast. And so I'm just like, you guys are the biggest hypocrites. It's it's easy to talk when you're winning. Mm-hmm. Penguins fans were doing it too. I was not doing it. I tried my best not to. I was just like, it's a good game. They're playing really tough. Igor just was not in the right frame of mind for those three games. That I can two games that I cannot tell you how many times I wrote a reply on Twitter. And then he raced it. Yep. Yeah, I did the same and thing. And even on YouTube, when I was watching the when I was watching highlight videos or um, you know different things, how many times I would type out like a paragraph of rebuttal, and then just erase it because it, it feels bad because you spend that much time like yeah. Really but good, I mean, well thought out. Argument. But for one, I mean, it's you get it, it you get it out of your system. Yeah. Right. Which is what mainly but what you it don't is. Vent it, which is important. Yeah. And anyway, you keep um, your witness. Here's here's <laughs> yep. yes. Here's here's my 
thought about this, this series, the entire seven games, was a microcosm of the entire Penguin season. And let me tell you what I mean. That's true. Let me tell you what I mean. With the exception of maybe six or seven games this season, in just about every game that the Penguins played well, which was a, which was a lot of games, mm -hmm. they played well. But in the majority of the games where they played well, they also played absolutely awful. There is a lot of there were a lot of times when the Penguins would would score a, a number of goals, be up two nothing, three to one, and then they would let the other team back in the game. Mm -hmm. We lost a number of games like that. Now we still won a number of games like that, but like I said, with the exception of maybe six games, and I would say that it would be like the first game against Tampa Bay. Uh, the Toronto game. Uh, the one against the Red Wings where we, went, we won 11-2. Seven, to 7-1 win. The 6-0 beat down on Montreal. Um, the, yeah, the 11-2 ele shellacking of Detroit and uh, the 7-2 beating of Detroit following that game. I think those games we played a full 60 minutes of good hockey. Now, in the first game... We came back from a number of BS non-calls mm -hmm. or low-ball calls by the refs. And we came back, we tied that game up, and we won it in, what was it, triple overtime? Mm -hmm. Which was awesome. And I thought, when that happened, I thought, man, I like our chances. We mm -hmm. lost game two. Yeah. We lost game two. We did not play well in game two. We absolutely did not. I'm going to say that right here. We don't play well in MSG, though. We came back home and we shellacked them twice. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, twice. And I'm thinking, this series is over. We've got this. There's no way we're going to lose three in a row. Then, then here's the thing. In game five, game six, and game seven, we had leads in the third period. Every single one of those games. Mm -hmm. Now, I ask you, a cup-worthy team does not relinquish three third-period leads in a row. Mm -mm. That can't happen. But that's exactly what was happening throughout this season. We'd score a goal. Ten seconds later, the other team would score a goal. Mm -hmm. We'd score a goal. Thirty seconds later, the other team would score a goal. And it was just maddening to watch. And I don't know what, I don't know what Sullivan could have done differently. Because a lot of that is mindset. Listen, I don't think it was like a whole team thing. We made a couple mistakes, and the Rangers, they capitalized on those mistakes. It wasn't like we played horrible for bad, like long stretched periods of time. Now, game five, when Carter was on that first line, that was when they got back into it because Crosby went out with the well, yeah. bullcrap well, Jacob Truba hit. No call. And that's still. And there were, there were a lot less called. In the uh, the playoffs as a whole, like on Nikita Zadorov, Zadorov on uh, yeah. Luke Lendenin, mm -hmm. and the Flames stars. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't know if it was because he was Zadorov was was suspended a game, I think. No, he wasn't. Or at there least was, fined was, a no, lot. He was he was found fined the maximum, which was I think. And then Luke Lendenin went down. I don't know if he got injured, like or whatever, but he was out of that game. 
Anyways, but that, that hit wasn't nearly as bad as the Truba hit on Crosby. Mm. And there wasn't even a roughing call yeah. on Truba. But no. uh, so th- they played bad for like the last five minutes of that period. And that's when they got back into it with the, the three, three straight goals, goals I yeah. think. Yeah. But, but, I, but I just, you know, I, but I do want to say, but I do want to say this, that the Penguins in these playoffs gave us a much better showing than last year and I want to say mm-hmm. that and I want to say if, if we're going to talk about favorite goals it's got to be the Gensel power play goal where he kicked it up and knocked it down yeah that was nice and, and all the Ranger fans from Bell Lake no no that's not a high stick or something like that also though um what was I going to say Crap, I forgot what I was going to say. But, I mean, it was, a, it was a good showing for the Penguins overall. Oh, 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 oh. Didn't get the result we wanted, but... If Jari had played, the game would have been over in five. The series would have been five? The series would have been in five. Because the reason they won game five, wasn't it game five? Was that, that fluky goal. Game six. Game six. It was game six. That went over Deming's head. Because Jari, yeah. he did something weird where he like crossed his arms like that. I was like, and he tried Are you to Wonder Woman, but no, he went like that <laughs> and it like flipped up and it just trickled behind him. I was like, you got, you have to, you have. There's no screen. You have to be able to grab that in your glove. You mm-hmm. have to be. Yeah. But he's a third string goalie. Like that's the reason he's third string and not backup or even. Well, and starter. that's that's the reason that he's only played what. 62 NHL games with five different teams. You can't put that on him, really, though. No. But, like, because what are you going to do? Playing, no, playing clutch I think, games I think as a Demian third stringer. I think played amazing. I think he played out of his stringer, Coming in in double overtime to begin this. Who only game. played twice this, this season, season yeah. with our team. Yes. Remember when people were calling for him to be the backup as opposed to DeSmith? Oh, my gosh. Or are they not? Yeah. Anyway. Well, but no, I wanted to say something else about this. Oh, yes. I tweeted after, the, like, two days after we lost. I was like, you have to remember, going into this series, Penn's fans have given up hope. They're like, this is going to be they a have. sweep. It's going to be a sweep. So you can bellyache all you want, but if you're the same person who said we would be out in, like, four or five, you cannot call this a bad bad series. Mm-mm. We outplayed pretty much everyone's expectations. Well, I will say this, We though, outplayed the Rangers the entire we series. We outplayed the Rangers the entire series. They were just very, very, very opportunistic. Two of those games... Two of them, yes. they scored three goals in less than three minutes exactly. or something like that. We played bad for maybe a quarter of a quarter or a quarter of a period. I'm in basketball frame right now. <laughs> a quarter of a period mm-hmm. and you're screwed because this team will make you pay for playing bad. Right. It's true. Because there was the it was game three um, and it was 4-1 and then they scored three in a row to tie it at four or something yep. like that. And then... We yeah. scored three more, and it was 7-4. But yeah. they did that then, and then in one of the games that they won, yeah. they scored three in a row. That was the yeah. one where, where uh, Crosby went out. Because mm-hmm. Carter and Malkin yeah. were having to play top-line minutes, which Malkin can. Yeah, Carter, Carter cannot. Should, Carter shouldn't have been up there. I don't That's something we also need to, we need to talk about, like what do we do with Carter and like the free agents. That'll be next, next episode. Penguins. It, it was a good series. They played well. They exceeded pretty much everyone's expectations except me. I had them winning, so I did too. I, I have the right I to be too. a little disappointed. Abby, you didn't have them winning, right? You yes, I did have okay. them winning. So we all have the right to be disappointed. But everyone else who's calling them for a sweep, you can't be disappointed because, or even for them to lose, because they did exactly what you expected them to do. It's true. You, you did. They didn't even like those seven two seven four games. 
three and four were ridiculous. Like it was, it was so fun. And I'm, I, I really enjoyed it, even though we didn't like looking back, I was mm-hmm. so ticked off that they won it. And, you know, I was, I, I'm very, very pleased with the results. Although I would have, you know, like, I'm not like happy they're out, but like, right. Seeing that from them. Could have been fun. worse. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I was expecting a lot worse, although I was hoping for them too. Jake Gensel still leads the league in playoff goals with eight. That's funny. It's still really disappointing that he got knocked out because he could have eight eight goals in seven games. He could have he could have lit the playoffs on fire with those goals. Yeah, if he had no been doubt. able to continue. Okay. Yeah, the so, only ones I got right were Florida, Colorado, and Calgary. Oh, I, and Carolina. I got Florida. I had Florida in six. Was that in six or was that in five? It was Florida in, in it was in Florida in six. It was in six. Yeah. I had Tampa in seven. Which was correct. Mm-hmm. I said Toronto in seven. I had Carolina in seven, but they, they were done in four or five. I had Carolina in six. Six. Or did that go seven? It did go seven. Carolina went seven. seven. That's Carolina right. Was seven, yeah. And then I had, I had Pittsburgh in seven. Jeez. But okay. I had, so I had he, Edmonton in seven. Or no, I had Edmonton in five. I got Avs in four, though. I got Avs in four. I had, I I had Cal- well, I had Avs in four as well. Yeah, I only got four teams out of eight, right? That's not good. Uh, guys, I have... One team, right? Wayne Gretzky got every, all eight of them right. I have, I have one team right. I have six of the eight teams are are in, Two and right. my Two. my uh, conference final teams are all in, and my Stanley Cup champions are all in. My conf- in. my conference final teams are all in too. Uh, nope. So. Okay, so here I had Colorado in five, which they did. That's the only one I got right. No, I had Calgary right too. Colorado in five was my prediction. I had Minnesota in seven. Calgary in five, Kings in six, Washington in six, Toronto in six, Boston in seven, and Pittsburgh in seven. My entire Eastern bracket is is history. (laughs) But to be fair, I Boston could have happened, and the Rangers, the Penguins could have happened because they all went seven. Washington looked good until those last two games. And yeah, so I said Minnesota in seven. I had Minnesota. That in game, well. that series was not as close as everyone thought it would be. I thought for sure that that one would be a game seven. Minnesota game, kind of goofy. Are, are you just winging it? It, it was the goaltending. Yeah. You're just winging it. That's me. I'm the winning bracket, but it's not gonna win. I'm dad's gonna win, and I am up by. I only have forty-three anyway. points. That is anyhow. Sad. That's neither here nor there. Anyhow, okay, good. So last time we talked about. <laughs> Uh, teams that we thought that would be have their series wrapped up by the time we did our next podcast the I was, next week. I was right. No, you weren't. I mean, I am now. You, you said <clears throat> Dallas. I said Edmonton. Thank you. Did you? I did. Well, that well, yeah, but it wasn't by Saturday. But it wasn't by Saturday. But so they did anyhow, win. Yeah. But it's been kind of late for that. Um. Yeah, interesting stuff, right? Uh, but here we are. Yeah. Um, I, also, if you're, we all missed. I just have to say, if you're a Leafs fan right now, I am sorry. I'm really, I'm really sorry, because that sucks. That sucks a lot. Yeah. Like I, I do feel a little sorry. I I think this is probably the last, maybe the last year that I will feel sorry for 
Toronto fans. Look, okay. And I'll start rooting for, or rooting against Toronto. I'm just saying yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to start rooting for I don't want to hear anything on. about the Leafs, okay? I'm just saying, I'm Nothing. sorry. The Leafs, no, no, not right now, but next year, okay? You do not deserve the coverage you get. It's true. You are awful. It's true. The Penguins never got this kind of coverage when they were winning cups. When they were winning cups. When they were good. <laughs> well, that's so because it's Toronto. Toronto it. is hockey capital of the world. That's true. There's no way you're not going to cover the Toronto team that way. Yeah. Because literally everything hockey, the NHL is based in Toronto. Like, you're not going to not cover Toronto. That's all I got to say. Also, I don't understand how their cap works because I think about how many good players they have on their team currently, and I'm like, are you just paying them nothing? Or, like, are you, like, yeah. is there, the, that's why the rest of your team isn't, like, your third and fourth line are kind of eh because you can't pay them nearly as exactly. much because you have five star players. I think if they do move someone the least, it's Willie Nylander. 100%. Willie Nylander. Yeah, probably. Everyone's calling for them to run it back, he's though. He's kind of the odd man. Op. No, you, you can't run it back. You've ran it back for the past six years. I don't know. Five, five years in a row. I know. Going out in the first Not round. Not everyone's calling them to run it back, but quite a few. Has it, was it game seven five years in a row? Or is it out in first round five Just years? Just out in the round, first round five years. I like, know in the last three years, been, I think it's been, it's been game a, seven. No, they've been, they haven't made it past the first round. No, I know. Since 2003. I know, but what I'm saying is, I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's been five years in a row, game seven loss. Out. Well, I guess they haven't made the playoffs probably every year. No, since no, 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 no. You're talking about with this core with Matthews and yeah, let me look Marner up. and Tavares and all of that. Yeah. Or Tavares. Yeah, but you cannot run it back with how many, how many, how many failures you've had. Like, I mean, you have to. Something has to give. Like, if, what if are you, you going to do? If you have that good of team, you know, like you have Matthews, you I have Marner, you have Tavares, you have Riley, you have Nylander, you have all those guys. You need to get a more dependable goaltender. I think. I don't know. Campbell was good. Anderson was good. You just they just can't. They they don't have that. You have to break it down. I don't know. You have to scrap it. Tavares yeah. could go. Nylander could go. You keep Marner and Matthews. Here, here's been the last five years for Toronto. Playoffs. They lost in seven games in the first round. In 2018. 2019. Lost in seven games in the first round. 2020. Lost in five games, which was that's all the games in the were in. in the qualifying round. Twenty twenty one, lost <laughs> in game seven good. to the Montreal Canadiens in twenty twenty one, and then this year, game seven, Tampa Bay Lightning, game seven. Man, that sucks for them. That I mean, and 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 and, and I gotta say, Jeez. when it happened, I was kind of laughing about it, but then when I thought about, then when. You know, our team went through it. Yeah, I'm like, it's like, can you imagine? Can you imagine that feeling that every, year. every yeah, I stinking would, year I'm not for the last new. five years? I would have just given up and said, yes, I'm still a Leafs fan. I still love them, but I'm not counting on them to do anything. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, I think that's where a lot of Leaf fans are right I now. Know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was mm. it was almost it was almost comical to see some of these Leaf fans out on the street actually crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I feel for you, but. It's a game. Right. But to them, it's so much more know, than a game I in Toronto. That. I, like know it's that. I know that. I mean, look, I think if I, if, if Penguins went through that, mm -hmm. like if that's feeling, I don't think I would be crying, but I would be, 
I'd be devastated. Like no, I would definitely cry. I cried. And the fact is, like, we weren't expecting them to do this well, right? I said that earlier. Sure. So like, it wasn't as big of a like, oh crap, like like you know. But the Leafs, every year, the past few years, they've been like, the Leafs are going to like at least the conference finals, if not the finals. Well, they and they've they have had, a good chance to win. They've it. had teams, especially in the last two years, I think. You have Austin Matthews putting up were, sixty goals. That were talented enough uh-huh. to make a deep run. Right. Yeah. And they get bounced in seven games. I don't. I guess I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a Toronto fan. I'm not one who um, has really paid attention to what's going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But at the same time, you know, I do listen to people who do, and a lot of what they're saying is that this team, um, it, it's almost like they're snake bit. To be perfectly honest, yeah, there's some Florida curse, and I don't, I don't know if they need to come in and sacrifice a goat <laughs> on center ice, no. or if they need to, you know, um, bring in the the, you know, whoever to to get the hex out of there. I don't know. Get the hex out of there. <laughs> anyway, very um, funny. Dad. That's what. <laughs> that was a little dad joke. Sorry, uh. but um, I don't know, man. It. I feel. I. I I feel more for Toronto Maple Leafs fans after this year than. Yeah, I can I can imagine them years. crying because I cried when the Pens lost in seven this year and like yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah. But like, because I get emotionally, we, I get very easily emotionally invested. And we in didn't, things. and we and we had a lot of things stacked against us too, not having our first goal, string goalie. Um, Crosby being out for a game, losing Ricard Raquel, Raquel in, in that the first, first game. game. That was that was that rough. was big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. But anyway, let's let's move on. Well, real quick, I want to I want to talk something. I retweeted we, it, and I'm trying to find. I want Okay, you find that. I want to talk about just really quick because Dallas's coach just left. Okay. And I just want to talk about how well I think Barry Trotz would fit into Dallas. There's talk of him going to Philly. There's talk of him going to Winnipeg as well because he's from Manitoba. Oh, Winnipeg would be a nice fit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him there. Yeah. I'd like to see him in the Western Conference. That's all. Yeah, me too. I don't want to play against the Barry Trotz team, but I think he would fit in really well with Dallas because in watching their games, their style of play is much more defensive and physical, which is kind of how Barry Trotz rolls. You know, he's like pinch, get like locked down on defense, and then when they give you offensive chances, you have to capitalize, basically. That's Barry Trotz's mantra. Mm -hmm. And so I think with the players that they have, like, even their forwards are, are – most of them are more defensive-minded. So, like, I think that that style of play would fit in really well in Dallas. And I don't exactly know what Rick Bonus's way of doing things was because, like, I'm new to Dallas. But I, I just – I don't know. I feel like Barry Trotz's game would just fit so well with this team that they have. And I don't know what they're planning on doing in the offseason, if they're planning on re-signing Klingberg or not. But, like – He's a really big part of their defense. And then, like, Ryan Suter is also really old, so, like, they might have to do something there too. But anyways, I'm just hoping that Barry Trotz goes to Dallas and not someone like John Tortorello or Pete DeBoer because that would make me so sad. I don't like either of those guys at all. What's the average age? On Dallas? Yeah. Well, they have – 28.3. There's no one in the middle, really. I mean, there are a few, like, mid-aged guys, but either you have really young guys okay. or really old guys. I'm looking at it. It's right around 27. Median between 27 age. and 28. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't, I don't know if, um, let me just make one quick other look here. We've got, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not that big of a difference. Um, looking at Philly, which is a rumor that I heard, Gross. and Dallas, those are both two teams that are relatively, um, I mean, they're both, they're both right around 27, 26 um, average age. And I think Trotz likes to coach the younger kids. Um, the fact that he got fired, though, from the Islanders is I, absolutely I don't understand is, either. He's, he's been doing well with I wonder them. if it was almost who, who, like a power move by the general or the general manager. Or the owner. Who, or the owner, yeah. Who are they going to get better than Trotz? They got some. Are they going to bring they, Tortorella they, they, in? They already hired uh, no, they some, a bench guy. Some guy named – his last name's Lane, I think. He was in a, he's, oh, that's he's right. Trotz, that's right. That's he right. was Trotz's assistant. Protégé. Protégé. Protégé, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they think they can pay him less? Maybe. Maybe that's it. Or maybe they're um, blaming him for their terrible beginning of the season. I don't know how you can blame him for that. I don't either because he took a Winnipeg's crappy team and made him really two. good. Winnipeg's yeah. at twenty-seven two. I don't know. I I think I think he could go to any one of those three teams. I would love uh, to see. It'd be him interesting. It'd be interesting. Also, I would love to see him in Winnipeg because I like Winnipeg too. So. Okay, so here's something that I wanted to. I saw and I wanted to talk about. It's really sad. Just a little something to put you guys on there. Uh, <laughs> Pens Inside Scoop on Twitter. Great lady. Anyway, it's Rust on his contract during the the uh, the exit interviews. Yes, mm-hmm. he said not if it crossed his line mind in the late in the series is what the tweet said and he says not one time because not one time did i think we were going to lose but obviously i was wrong as soon as the game ended and sitting in the locker room and on the bus those things crossed my mind and then he says that's sad i'm not looking to rob anyone i just want what i deem is fair a reasonable contract i think and i i think and i hope i'd like to think that something is going to get worked out here i don't think rusty's coming back he wants to return he wants to. I don't think it's happening. I think we're going to pay. He says, I'd love to return to the team. I love it here. Pittsburgh is a place that I've been for a while, and I have a lot of memories in. I started my family here. I'd like to make something work to come back here. I think we're going to pay Malkin, Latang, and Raquel above Rusty. It sucks. It does suck. I love Rusty. I have a Rusty jersey. But I think that they're going to pay those guys above Rust. They're going to prioritize those guys above Rust. If they can. Although, I don't know if Latang's actually coming back. Because I'm listening to other people talking about... Because, like, they don't know Penn's talking. Anyways, but other people... Like, right. so many other teams want Latang. Yeah. Well, well because he's, he's a defenseman. Like, good defensemen are hard to come by. Good offensive defensemen. Good offensive defensemen. defensemen. Which, is, which is why it doesn't make sense to let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, exactly. Like, keep. people are like, oh, get him. But, we but can get someone else. I'm like... But here's the thing. Not with that... But here's the thing, though. He is an unrestricted free agent, which means if he if he doesn't want to be here or the Pens don't offer him what he feels he mm-hmm. is worth, he'll walk. Mm-hmm. And he has every right to do that. And I'm not going to – and I don't – I rarely ever rag on the players anymore if they – on the, in, their, in their unrestricted year, if they walk, I don't brag on them. Now, I will – I will over, over, overly praise a guy who chooses to take a little less to stay with the team, mm-hmm. like Sid has done, like Malkin mm-hmm. has done, and will probably do this time. I hope. Um, but if Latang chooses to walk, if Rusty chooses to walk, I'm, 
I'm okay with that. Now, um, looking at cat friendly here, let me get back to Pittsburgh. Um, they do have a lot of players that they've got to figure out what to do with. Mm-hmm. So, and not a lot of cap space. Not a lot of cap space at all. That's um, why I think they're going to ship out some of these lower demon like uh, Dumoulin. Uh, well, see, I'm looking here. Cappy's at RFA. Yeah. You can let him walk. They no, no. Here's what I think they're going to do with Cappy. I think you extend him to like a two to three year deal worth three to four million. Him. Let him play. And if he's not doing well this year, this next coming year, but here's, and flip him at the deadline because people are going to look for that. It's a cheap contract. It's easy to move. And then he's also extended. So you like he's he's got a longer term contract. So so, so you be, can earn more because he's not just a rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, you got DeSmith and Deming are both unrestricted. You let them walk? Yeah, get a veteran backup for Jari. Um, Nathan. Get James Reimer. How do you Reimer. say his last name? Bully you. Bully you. Get. He, he's he's at 1.25. Is James Reimer, Reimer up this year? Because get him to back up Tristan? No, I think Mark. I would be about probably. that. Mark Andrew Flair, you talk to me like, hey. Honestly, I've take, seen rumors that they're looking at bringing Flower back. For two years, come back and be a backup for Jari. Mar, Jari. The and way like, he's you played are last a year. Like, sit down, Jari. Like, you are the dude. You are the guy. Although that would be really hard because fans would be. Gosh, this stinks. Be like, Locked like, down on Jari. Two, ga- two you bad make games a mistake, from Jari. Bring in, bring in Flower. That's the problem. But Penn's Flower, fans are so annoying. Since getting traded to Chicago, Flower has not been the same goaltender. Like, even that last year in, in in Vegas, he was not the same goaltender. Yeah, well, that's because your coach was an Right. His mindset is different. And I think coming back to Pittsburgh, if you say, hey, you're the backup, we depend on you, but, like, Jari's the starter, right? Like, I think that's better for him because they tried tandeming it in Minnesota, and that didn't work out very well, um, obviously. But I think... I think Flower is getting to the point where he's more suited for a backup position anyways. Yeah, I like a really strong Yeah. Backup. Yeah, I don't And Flower loves Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Uh, he Flower's not gonna come back. Why I not? Know. I don't think Flower's Who gonna knows? come back. Why not? Um I don't I don't I don't think that this team I think this team is is high on Tristan Jari as their guy. I think so too, but and I think that if we have two guys who are uh, our two backups are are leaving at the end of the year, if they do, and Flowers on the market, is Flower a UFA or an RFA? He'd UFA, he's, UFA. He's, he's he's too old to be an RFA. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> That's an interesting mm. thought. All right, what's next? Why did we get off on the Leafs there, though? I was just saying sorry to Leafs fans, and then you're all like, anyways, that made me laugh. You're all what? Anyways, that makes me laugh. Shall we do our quiz? Sure. All right, get out a pencil and paper, everybody. It is the quiz time, and our quiz this week is on playoff records. Uh-oh. All right, so let's do this quiz, everybody. And uh, if you are playing along at home and would like to answer the questions, 
uh, along with us. Just go ahead and hit the pause button after the question and come up with your answer. And then when you're ready, hit play again, and we'll see how the points go. Here we go. Are and you guys ready? Email us your final scores. Yeah, we would love to Especially hear. Especially if you do better than us, which you probably will, at least me, because. And stuff official at gmail.com. Penguin stuff official. Penguin stuff official at gmail.com. All right. So the first question was, what was the longest playoff game in NHL history? Now, there was a possible 12 points that I was given out here. What was... Yes, Abby. It was game... Wait, you got to ask the question. What was the longest playoff game in NHL history? Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Yes. It was the Penguins and the Flyers. Flyers won the game. I can't remember the year. I think it was 2013. I'm probably wrong. Final score, three to two. Yeah? No? Andrew's shaking his head. But it did go into six overtime. Six overtimes, yeah. And it was a game seven. No. Okay. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a game seven. Wasn't it a game no. seven? No. Because the Penguins lost the series in six. Oh. Pittsburgh against Philly, 2000. Final score was four to three in six overtimes. Yes. Philadelphia won the series in six games. That was a killer okay. game. I watched that. I actually stayed up and watched Did that. Did I get the, all of game. them right? You guys know. What are you talking about? It was 1936. It was the Detroit Red Wings and Montreal Maroons. Um, excuse me, that doesn't count because that's NHL. It went. That's what we said, though. It went six. That's what you said originally, but we were like, that doesn't count. It was six overtimes. It was uh, 60 minutes of regulation, 116 minutes. 30 seconds of overtime for a total of 176 minutes and 30 seconds. What article Six 20-minute overtime periods. So it was in a seventh overtime. And the final score was one to nothing, Montreal. What a boring, boring game. game. Yes, a indeed. Barn burner. Yes. Yes. No, I think ours counts, though. Come on. Can you give it Sorry. to us at least? Come on, Sorry. give it to us. Give us the no. points, Dad. Wow. No points. Dad, give us the points. No. Give us the points. But no, did I not? Okay, Th- that's the second longest then, right? I believe that's number three. Well, it might be number two. No, because the Columbus Blue Jackets and uh, Tampa Bay are, are just under this one. Okay. That's what you're thinking. Okay. But I was right with all the stats, right? I believe Pittsburgh so. Pittsburgh lost the series I don't six. know. I don't have those stats in front of me. Philadelphia well, beat them 43 Well, now I'm sad. Now I'm only going to get like one point. Number two. Question number two. What year saw the most playoff games played in a single season? Oh, jeez. I said 1992. 1992? What did you say, Andrew? 1997, 87 games. I said 72 games. No, the hey, yes. the Pittsburgh Penguins was five overtimes. The Pittsburgh Penguins, 2000, game four, fifth overtime. Uh, they defeated them. Where's the where's the final where's the final series? Come on. He's final, stuck. Oh, we're on, on a question thing. two. I'm sorry, I'm on the disc. I mean, you are. You're stuck right. on a thing. So, you need to call. Guys, the year that saw the most playoff games played was 2020. <gasps> Those qualifying games don't count. Yes, they do. They were playoff games. If they don't count, then Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs that year and our 16 consecutive seasons is out okay, the door. Okay, listen. When the final horn sounded more than seven hours later in the fifth overtime, 2-1 victory, May 4th, 2000, I was right with that, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia, it was the longest game in the modern era of the NHL. Modern era. This, this is not that modern doesn't era. Count. The Maroons and Red Wings don't count. Okay, continue. Don't count. Question number three. Which team has played the most playoff games in a single playoff year? I have 26 games 
Ooh, that's close. Los Angeles Kings, 2012. Abby? I said the Dallas Stars in 99 with 26 games. Gosh, you both are very close. It was the Dallas Stars. Oh, I got a point! It was 2020. With It was 27, 27 games. Oh, my gosh. So you guys are I was both good very, at, very I put close. down 27, but I got a point. I said Dallas. Okay, okay. What year did you have? Go! Oh, 99 when they won. Yeah. All right. Did that go Question to game seven four. then? And we get six games. So every other series went games. seven. I remember listening four. to that because I was working. Which team the time the games were on. has won the most or has won the most home playoff games in a single season? Andrew, what did you have? Colorado Avalanche, 1996. Abby? I said Pittsburgh in 2019 or 2016. The answer is the 2003 New Jersey Devils. I was gonna do New Jersey, and they won 12 home games. In I had 12. Season. I had 12 written down. Is that okay. a point? Yep, I'll give you both. A point, yeah. Hockey. <laughs> Question number five. Let's go. That's two points. Let's go. I'm happy. Who has the most away wins in a single playoff year? Now, I said there were eight different teams that have Wait, done this. Wait, could we have written down eight? There were eight different, yes. eight different teams. You wrote teams. down eight? I wrote down seven because there are eight. I only wrote down there's, one. There's, there were only seven different teams. That's why you should listen to all the rules, Abby. What do you got? Go, Abby. Give Abby, who, who, who's yours? Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's not on this list. Oh, that's Sorry. good because I don't have Chicago. So I have the Pittsburgh Penguins, eh. Los Angeles Kings, yes. Haha. <laughs> New Jersey Devils, yes. <laughs> We're tied. Vegas Golden Knights, no. Okay. Toronto Maple Leafs, no. St. Louis Blues, yes. I'm winning. And the Vancouver Canucks, no. Okay. So it was the '95 Devils, the <laughs> 2000 Devils, the 04 Flames, the 12, 2012 Kings, the 18 Capitals, the 19 Blues. And the 20 Dallas Stars and the 20 Tampa Bay Lightning both won eight away games in that playoff year. That's not very many. No. People don't win away very much. No. Not it's hard playoffs. to win on the road in the playoffs. Okay, question six. I'm surprised the Penguins weren't on there. Which team has the most playoff overtime wins? I said the New Jersey Devils. In a, in a single season. That's in a, that was in a single season. Yeah. I said the New Jersey Devils. That is incorrect. I have the Boston Bears in 2011. That is incorrect. It's the 93 Montreal Canadiens. I was going to put down Montreal. They won 10 overtime games that year in route to the Stanley Cup. Of course they won the Stanley Cup. Ugh. They're Montreal. Here we go. Gross. Number seven. I have to get a point. Andrew's beating me. Which team has clinched the I'm Stanley surprised. Cup <laughs> in an overtime game more times than any other? Abby. Pittsburgh. Philadelphia. Montreal. I had Montreal. Montreal down. is like the cheat code. 44, 53, 66, and 77. So if it's a year that ends in double digits, chances are Montreal is going to win in overtime if they make it to stand. Well, okay, they didn't yeah. win this year. Nope. <laughs> but you got your right. right so Both of you got this one right, right? Number eight, most playoff wins by an expansion team? Vegas. Vegas. Correct. Yeah, give yourself 10 points for that one because I hate to see you have very few points. Number nine, what is the record for the most losses in a single playoff year? What's the record? Who holds Most the playoff games lost in a single but playoff But who holds year? the record? It's the team, right? No, I want to know how many. You, you never asked us this question. You could give me... How many and the team? Because I wrote down three teams. I wrote down three teams for this one as well. Okay. Is this the one you said you were skipping? No. 
Go ahead. Give me, give me your teams then. Yeah, I didn't write them down here, but go ahead. Give me your teams. I said Boston, the Rangers, and Anaheim. Oh, we all have three different teams. Oh, just uh, the Rangers I, are one. Okay. Well, I, I have Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Toronto. None of those are right. Of course they're not. So just the Rangers? Just the Rangers in 2013, 2014. The most playoff games lost in a single season uh, is 12. And that was done by the 2013-14 New York Rangers, 2014-15 Tampa Bay Lightning, and the 2019-20 Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Man, the 2019-2020, that's Dallas Stars have made some history in recent yeah, years. Yeah. Maybe not good history. All right, here we go. <laughs> but hey, we're The tied. most consecutive games won <laughs> in the playoffs. Andrew, you start this I time. just have Pittsburgh Penguins. New York Islanders. They're penguins. Let's go. Do you know how many games it was? No, Abby, is there water in that bottle? No, there's no water. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. How many consecutive playoff games they won? Yeah. Um, Abby's a little salty. I'm going to say 10. No, 14. Okay. From 1992 to 1993. Well, New York won like four years in a row in I the 80s. Points. Five years so in a row. So you have 13 points? Because the Vegas Golden Knight one was worth 10. Okay, so yeah, I guess I have <laughs> so, so the streak started on May 19th in 1992 with street, three straight wins against the New York Rangers, four against Boston, four against Chicago in the final, then three straight against New Jersey the next year. The streak would end on April 25th, 1993 with a 4-1 loss to New Jersey. But well, we, we won that series, right? We won that series. And actually win a series back then when we were up 3-1, to one, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. Not now. Mm-mm. Number 11. Sanction the most history. consecutive playoff games won in a single season. Abby, who you got? I have nine and Detroit. Andrew. There are three teams, right? We could write down yes. three teams? Yes. Okay. What? You need to listen. Use those ears that God gave you, Abby. Go. I, have, I don't have any the correct I don't number. Have any number, but I have the Canadians, the Rangers, and the Devils. Canadians is right. They won 11, and that was in their cup year, 92-93. But the Blackhawks did it in 91-92, and the Penguins did it in 91-92. 11 games. Didn't they play the Blackhawks in the finals? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they won, right? What? They beat them. They swept them. Ha! Losers. Oh, that was the start of the, the streak. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got one more point. Okay, last question. Most consecutive playoff games lost? I put down the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> and Actually, how many games? I don't have any games. I said the Flyers and nine. Okay, it's 16 straight by the Blackhawks, 1975 to 1980. That's embarrassing. That means, yeah, well, I guess it doesn't mean four straight sweeps, but, yep. Yeah. Email us, tell us how you did. I won. No joke. I did better than I thought I would, though. There you go, Abby. I guess I should listen more. You should use your ears more and listen to the well, room. Well, Dad didn't really explain it very well, so it's not really my yeah, fault. That's probably my fifteen fault. points for Andrew. You really didn't beat me by that much. If I had put down more teams, I might have tied you. Yeah, if you had, but guess what? You didn't because you didn't listen to the rules. I wasn't told the rules. You didn't care to listen to the rules. I didn't. Get told the rules. You didn't listen maybe, to the rules. Maybe you should just shut up. You, maybe you should just shut up. Okay, let's move on.
Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Pencil Stuff Podcast. If you want to email us, you can email us at penguinstuffofficial at gmail.com. What? Did you want to do something else? Going. Okay, fine. I guess I. Am I thought you were going to do a special video on that, actually. Yeah, I thought you were going to do a video. I was going to, but I wanted to talk about it. Okay, I guess we're talking about something else. Sorry, no, we don't have to talk Let's about continue. It. Continue. Talk, 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 talk. talk. Abby, talk it. your brat off. Talk your brat off. Talk your head <laughs> off. You brat. I don't really want to know. Oh my, Atlanta. I'm just sad now. This is why. Never mind. This is why <laughs> women don't talk sports. Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You and me outside. Ten minutes. Let's go. Throw one of those I at him. I can't tell you how much I wanted to give you the finger right there. Please cut that out. No. It's, it's staying in. Okay. What were you wanting to talk about, Abby? It's french fries are good. <laughs> Anyways. I wouldn't know, would I? Neither would I. Oh, for goodness sakes. Anyways, I recently tweeted and I'm planning on making a... Um, YouTube video about the 2016 draft because now that it's kind of panned out, it's been like, what is it, set, uh, six years since that draft? Anyways, um, and it's really funny. Like, obviously, the top or the first round has a lot of names that you know because, like, the top three Austin Matthews, Patrick Line, Pierre Luc Dubois, those are names that are still pretty prevalent right now. And then Mikhail Sergachev, Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller, Charlie McAvoy, Jacob Chitrin, and Tage Thompson were all taken first round of that draft, plus some other guys that are less prevalent, but you still, they're playing for their teams currently um, in the NHL. But then, like, going on, like, deeper into this draft, like, in the second round, Jordan Cairo and Alex Debrinkit were both taken in round two yeah. of that draft. And they were both all-stars this year, which is wild to me. Andrew just left. Rip. You, you drew just, them away. He just keeps walking out on us. Never mind, it's just the speaker. Okay, that makes sense. It's really crunchy, I want to make sure. Oh, well, that, oh, should, no. that should be closed oh, anyway. Um, but then you get even deeper into the draft. You know our good buddy Adam Fox? He was taken in the third round of this draft. No kidding. Yeah. And, like, out of, out of all of the draftees, he's probably, he's definitely in the top five. Is that Connor McDavid's draft? No, that's Austin Matthews' draft. That's a that's a lot of talent in that. I round. know, and then and then round six, you've got Brandon Hagel who just got traded for like two first round picks, and Jesper Bratt who is a humongous part of New Jersey right now. They were both mm. taken in the sixth round, mm, which is mm, mm. crazy to me. Like I don't know, but I am going to be doing a YouTube video soon about this draft because it's. Insane, actually. And then there are other guys, like, I was looking through it, like, who aren't necessarily super notable, but, like, they're still, they're playing in the NHL and they're doing well, like, bottom line guys, but they're still really good Sure. for their teams. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, I was just looking through this draft. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because then there's, like, guys. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Then there's still guys who were taken, like, Sam Gerard, who's a really big part of Colorado right now not sure. a huge part but like he brings depth he was taken in the second round Carter Hart was taken in the second round our best friend Ryan Lindgren was taken in the second round how is he our best friend I hate that guy he's the guy that killed Ricard Raquel yeah so that's why I'm asking why is he our friend it was a joke 
He is not our friend. But yeah. He it's, will never be our friend. I just wanted to touch on this draft because it was actually crazy. Well, That's okay, really so Pittsburgh didn't that. have a first-round pick in that year, that year, right? Because we were talking about that. And when mm-hmm. Anaheim got Sam Steele. But uh, apparently... Who'd they steal? Apparently, it was uh, it was sent to the Maple Leafs in a trade that brought over the one, the only... Phil the Thrill. Phil the Thrill Kessel. So we lost Sam Steele for Phil Kessel. Who helped us win two cups. So I'm okay with that. Sam Steele is good, That's but a, not that good. It was a great pick. That's a trade. It was a great trade, yeah. That's a trade I'll take. But then uh, we traded Ryan Reeves. We got Ryan Reeves in a second for Oscar Sundquist in a first. The 27th. 2017 20, mm. 20, 20, first. Hmm. It was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, and then in our we traded our two thousand eighteen first round pick for Derek Broussard, Vince Dunn, and a third. You know who the first pick was? Keandre Miller. Oh boy, that would have been a nice pick. Yep, that would have been. We got Alex Jason Zucker. We have traded so many first round picks. And how much have we gotten in return for those, do you think? I mean, if you were to give it a grade. Not great. Yeah. I mean, it's like the value of a, of a pick. Now, I understand that a, the value of a pick is unknown because you don't know what you're going to get for said asset, right? But yeah. at the same time you don't necessarily want to just go all willy-nilly dumping picks because you might have value at that at that position later on and i don't know i just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me how teams keep throwing away first round picks like that yeah i i think i think though that if you can get a known commodity it would have to be a very well-known and very positive Brandon Hale commodity <laughs> for that to be worth it in my in my mind. I feel I'd like, rather have known commodity than picks. That's just me. I feel but like. Hey. Um, but hey, that would be itchy. Andrew made that joke earlier. <laughs> I did. Um, I think that trade is going to backfire on Tampa lot which one the brandon hagel trade they got rid of their draft or their first rounder this year and next year i think or maybe it was someone else's first rounder that they had for him and he hasn't done much they hold a butt ton of first round picks from other other teams don't they i don't know i really don't know we don't know nope we don't know we don't know about brew no that's not right. Oh. Anyway, Eww. be on the lookout for that uh, that video. video. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It'll be out within the next two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks? What? But until then. Yeah, because then I'm going to be gone, so I need to get it done. <laughs> we don't. We'll go. So we're looking forward to what's going to happen here in the off season. I'm um, scared. I'm scared as heck. Oh. 
Although, if Latang and Malkin and Rust do go to other teams, bet your butt I'm going to be cheering for those teams. Unless it's, you know, like, nasty teams like Edmonton. But, yeah, anyways. So, oh, we were talking, and I could very much see Boston or Dallas signing Brian Rust if he goes to free agency. Mm-hmm. He would be so great top six piece for Dallas because they're getting rid of Radulov this year because he's, he's a UFA and he has not been playing or an RFA, UFA. He hasn't been playing well, um, but he's definitely a UFA. Anyways, um, he hasn't been playing well at all and his cap hits like four, no, five point, no, it's 6.2 million. Anyways, but I would love to see him because he would bring so much depth to their top six. So I guess there's a rumor out that John Klingberg. Oh, John Klingberg's probably not going to go back to Dallas. Coming to Pittsburgh to replace Latang? No. No, he'd be asking for more than Latang, probably. You think so? I think so, or the same amount. And if we're not going to re-sign Latang, who has history and chemistry that we know, then I don't think we'd sign Klingberg. Agreed. I agree. Or maybe. I'd rather not have him. He'd just be, I don't know, I, I mean, I, I like it, but I don't I like know, him, but like, I don't think he'd be asking for too much money, too. Would we be looking at putting Matheson in, like, a, a, a top big pair role? Because he plays a lot like Latang. As long just as... Just a little bit more defensively As long as he controls his skates a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times that guy kick in a Three. goal? Three. Love you, Mike Matheson. I really do. And, and he, he wasn't doing anything it wrong. Sucks. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Boxing out the dude in front. <sighs> anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just unlucky. Yes. It's not what you need in the playoffs. This is correct. All right, guys. Well, Andrew, you want to wrap us up? Thank you so much for watching. And nope. listening. Just listening. We're, you're not watching anything. If you're watching us, then you're creepy and you have cameras <gasps> hidden in this place somewhere. Where's the cameras? Where are they? <gasps> anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Pens and Stuff podcast. If you want to email us, you can email us at pensandstuffofficial at gmail.com. If you want to follow us anywhere, links are all in the, the uh, show description. It's a lot easier than running them off at our mouths. You've got my, you got Abby's, you got Dad Jim's, uh, Twitter and Instagram links. Gyms. You have the, the Pens and Stuff podcast, Instagram and Twitter links. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. The pens are out, so I don't know. Let's go Hextall. Woohoo. Let's go Hextall. Make some moves. Let's go Calgary. Battle of Alberta. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Also, let's go Blues because if the Avs are out in the second round. Mm. Embarrassing for Embarrassment. them. Embarrassment. But yes. Let's Anyways, go. Let's All right, go. guys. Thanks, Thanks for watching. Listening. Bye. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.